disco. This ain't no country club neither. This is RBA. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> One and all <laughs> to a spooky episode. We're ghosts. In the dungeon. Episode five. Five. We think. Season two. Cinco. <laughs> we are pre-recording this once again because I'm leaving the country once again. Sorry, guys, but you Can know you what? just stay home for one week? <laughs> Carpe diem, bitches. <laughs> that was evil. Anyway. What have you been up to uh, in the week since <laughs> you recorded this, Olivia? Uh, well, I went to a U of R football game with you and <gasps> oh Matt. And also, it was my birthday celebration with you guys. So we went to Little Nickel, and I got a flaming poo-poo platter. Oh, my God, it was good. Um, I got, what else did we get? Calamari. Calamari. We all got the same entree, and we yeah. all got the pork. Um, Hawaiian bowl. Yeah. Oh, oh my no, God, so, was, yeah, so it was tasty. Good. And it lasted me for like three days. I know. Matt and I just combined ours together and then <laughs> ate it all. Oh, that was excellent for leftovers. That's all I got to say. That's yes. marriage for you. <laughs> um, and that's all I did. What did you do? <laughs> that's about it, except I did have my first day of substitute teaching. <gasps> oh, my God. How did it go? It actually was really fun. Um, I ended up. Like, my day was split between two classes, um, and in the second half of the day, it ended up being someone I've known since elementary school. That's cool. Who's also friends with Stacy and Naveen. What so, a coincidence. Small world. But the kids were so cute. Like, um, a bunch of them were like, you're nicer than Mrs. Blank, who's not here. When are you coming back? <laughs> I was like, of course, because I'm probably like a pushover. Um, and then one... Um, How old were they? So it was second and fifth grade. Uh-huh. Those are um, so then in the afternoon, I went to art with the fifth grade class, and one of the girls wrote me a card and gave it to me. I'll show it to you later. But she was like, Dear Mrs., and she couldn't spell my name at all, but it was cute. That's so cute. Um, you're my favorite teacher ever. Love you, or something like that. So it was That's so, so cute. cute. Liz, I didn't know it was your first day. Yes. I'm a horrible friend. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so. That went well, and then um, other than that, just getting ready to go out of town again and hopefully going to the folk festival with you by the time you hear this. We all will have gone, I hope. Um, And without further ado, shall we uh, introduce our guest? We shall. (gasps) All right, you guys. This is a spooky episode, so we thought we'd bring in a spooky guest. So today, well, sorry, I'll give you a little backstory. During COVID, I played cornhole for River City Sports and Social Club, and I met today's <laughs> guest, John, and his wife, Lynn. Soon after, the, soon after we became friends, they told me that they were paranormal investigators. John and Lynn founded RVA Paranormal in 2016 with the intent to dive into spooky experiences they both could share together, such as witnessing poltergeist activity. Did I say that right? (laughs) Seeing apparitions, hearing and feeling voices, and the presence of those long past. And of course, spending the night in spooky places. With, with over 13 years of investigation experience, together they have explored and stayed in some of the most notoriously haunted locations on the East Coast, and they've communicated with soldiers on local battlefields who seem to still be fighting a war that scarred our nation over 160 years ago. Even after all these years, John and Lynn both feel that they are nowhere close to knowing the questions of how and why. How do people see and hear these events, and why are some spirits so eager to share their story? So without further ado, let's welcome John. Thank you. I appreciate it. Big booze. When you read it like that, it doesn't sound spooky at all. Welcome to the dungeon. It is a little spooky. Uh, So John, tell me, are you from Richmond? If not, what brought you here? No, um, I was born in Roanoke, so Southwest oh, okay. Virginia. Kind yeah. of wise, curious about Lynchburg, but uh, born in Salem and Roanoke. 
Salem. Salem. <laughs> we don't hold it what? against me. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> West side of Salem. <laughs> no, but uh, born there, uh, moved to Carolina, down around Raleigh um, with my now wife. Um, got married while we were down there and moved back to Richmond. Probably, It's probably been 14 years ago now. It's a long time. A long time, yeah. Um, was she? Is she from Richmond? She is not. She's from okay. a little place even further in the sticks than I am called Giles. Giles. Oh, I've heard of it. Narrows, Virginia, I, actually, is where she's from. I don't know Narrows, but I feel like we've driven through there. If you've ever driven signs, up 460, yeah. yes. But, but yes, 460. That's the place where you slow down to 45 as soon as you see the sun. Yep. Yeah, so it's a nice, it's a nice small town, and you know she grew up there and, and went to Virginia Tech. Oh, okay. Go Hokies. Um, go Hokies. Woo-hoo. I went to Tech on the weekends. So, I <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we met um, just by sheer chance in, in the most odd way there is. We met in a karaoke bar Aww. that we sang karaoke at every Thursday. Aww. That's so cute. That's very romantic. <laughs> what a meet cute. And um, were you singing or was she singing your eyes met and you knew? Um, <laughs> we both sang. Um, and our eyes did meet later in the night. So I'd had a lot to drink and so had she, and I was insisting on buying her one more beer and she was refusing and I bought it anyway. And here we are 25 years later. You guys are a really cute couple. They both uh, play cornhole together. Like they're just all the freaking time. They're always together. So it's so weird to have you here without her. <laughs> it, yeah. And she does. She has a great tonight. Well, actually, my daughter came in from uh, from JMU as well. So oh, okay. she just cool. walked in the doors. I was walking out. Uh-huh. So. My goddaughter's at JMU. Oh, yeah. She's a freshman. Yeah. Is your, junior. What, your, oh, okay. She's doing a junior thing this year. So nice. I, One more year to go. <laughs> Back to the paranormal. Yes. Sir. yes. So I digress. Uh, when did you become interested in the paranormal? Like, how did it all begin? Did you have an encounter? Yeah. So um, I had a tragic event in my life um, where I lost an uncle to suicide. Um, And I'd never really dealt with anything like that before. I was 20, I think, at the time. And paranormal was not a thing, right? Um, But there were experiences that happened after that for many, many years. And Lynn experienced them as well. And we just couldn't explain them. There were lights coming on in the house. Um, there were things being moved. There were just weird things and we could only associate it with him. And Lynn got to experience those things too. She didn't know Davey as well as I knew him, but she knew of Davey and, but she also experienced those things and they kind of followed us around. They followed us to Carolina when we left and went down there. Um, and then finally they just dissipated. We were watching, you know, we, we kind of got curious about it. And just like everybody else around that time, you know, Ghost Hunters was really big on television. It, it was yep. the, the first paranormal show, and they really did a lot of things right. We were watching that. I mean, me and Liam were like, I love paranormal. She's like, oh, I love paranormal too. We should paranormal <laughs> together. And I was like, absolutely. You know, because when you're married, you got to do things Keep that you alive. have in common, right? Yeah, yep. So anything that you can do to spend time with one another. I think at the time I was playing golf, and that didn't work. So paranormal <laughs> yeah. it was. But um, we were going to go to the Battleship North Carolina to one of those Ooh, yeah. public ghost events that the ghost hunters were putting on, and they were charging like two hundred dollars. Oh, uh. a person. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was like one hundred fifty or hundred. Anyway, it was a lot, right? Especially for us. And I said, "Well, shit, you know, we could just buy our own gear and start doing this ourselves. It's not hard. We've seen it on TV." Next thing you know, we're hunting ghosts. We bought the equipment, and we're we're doing our thing just like they did on TV, and we've been doing it ever since. Wow. So what like equipment? I mean, I know like, so you need like the sound kind of stuff, right? Yeah, like, I love sound. Um, what else? Video. Video. I think anything that you can put audio with video is, is perfect. Um, to me, there is no better evidence than to hear somebody talking and have the camera on everybody in the room and to not to know that no one was talking when that was recorded is probably the best right. evidence. And you know, as you kind of get used to it, you kind of get a feel as well for when something doesn't feel right. It's kind of like that when you turn a light off and you've seen that TikTok where they turn a the light off and the guy runs upstairs. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's literally me. And he turns the light on and the ghost goes, damn it. You know, it's yeah. kind of like that. So you kind of get those feelings when you just know something's not right. Um, 
And so we started kind of noticing that in some of these places we were going to. It just didn't feel right. It didn't feel good. Or it just felt different. Um, but a lot of the things that we use are, you know, just normal run-of-the-mill things that you can buy that just look for fluctuation in the environment. So, you know, a lot of the equipment we use calibrates itself to the temperature, barometric pressure, uh, electromagnetic fields in the room. And if that changes at any point in time, that equipment goes off. Doesn't mean it's a ghost, but something caused that environment to change. And that's kind of what we look for to let us know that, hey, let's slow down a little bit, pull out the recorders, get some video running and see what we can capture. Right. Do you think that certain types of people attract spirits than others? Like, can anyone attract a spirit or are there certain people that ghosts are more? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess it depends on who you ask. For us, it's, you know, just the firm belief that spirits everywhere, right? All around us. Like, energy to us is what we kind of equate with what a spirit is. It's the energy that's in your body that leaves your body and energy doesn't die. Energy remains like you can cut a light off. It doesn't mean that the, the, the electricity isn't there. It's just blocked. And once right. you flip the switch, the lights come back on automatically. If you never turn that light on, the energy's not going to go away. So it's the same thing. When that energy leaves your body, we believe it remains. And those are kind of the things that we look for. But we also believe that, and this is kind of the thing where we're no closer, right? We don't know if the energy that's around us is just here. If it's a family member or a loved one, someone that used to live in this house, or just a spirit passing through. Or right? a demon. Or one that followed you home, or, or you or know, a demon. A poltergeist. Or a poltergeist, yeah. So we don't know the why as much as what. And I think I think we pretty much anybody that you ask in the field is going to tell you that a spirit is the energy, energy. either a residual energy that remains or a physical energy of someone that was here. And it can be intelligent or it can just be going through, you know, walking down the hallway and out the front door every day at eight o'clock to go to work type energy. Right. God, that was suck if you were stuck on that loop. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what, do you think spirits are stuck here? Or like uh, or do you believe in the afterlife? Like what's your theory on that? I've had three different theories on that. And the, the one the most recent one I'm on right now is that um we all kind of go through a transition uh when we pass when we pass away. Um if it's sudden, it could be a denial type thing. Like, there's no way I'm dead. Um, or um, or it could just be they don't want to go, right? And, and the reason why I've come to kind of come to that is I've been doing a lot of near-death experience type things where people have oh, been, cool. you know, determined dead for a certain amount of time and then brought back. And one of the things that you... I listen for when I'm doing an investigation, it's like, and it's the same thing with the police. So they get all the eyewitnesses, right? And they write down all the stories of everything that everybody saw. Right. They throw out anything that doesn't match and focus on what is the same between all of them. And one of the things that you constantly hear is I died. I'm above my body. I'm looking at my body. I've heard There's that someone too. beside me. I don't mm -hmm. know who it is. And they're guiding me and they're not pulling me. But it, they're there with me for right. the journey. Then I make the decision to turn and go towards the tunnel. And there's always a tunnel. It could be a dark tunnel. It could be a light tunnel. It could be a hazy tunnel. But it's a tunnel. And on the other side of that, they're in a, a world. And a lot of people describe it as an open field or woods or, or something. And then the person that was with them is gone and they're left to decide what to do then. And I think that from the point that you decide to turn and go through that tunnel, you're here and you go through that tunnel on your own free will. So when you're ready, some people may never be ready. Some people might be immediately ready. Like if you have you know, just an example, if you know you're going to die and you've accepted that, and you die, you're ready for it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going home, right? Yeah. I, you know, I hear the stories about my mom's waiting for me on the other side. I'm outie. Right. Right. And then I think you've got people that are like, I'm not ready to go. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I actually have a really freaky small story to share about myself when I was a kid. My dad's really tall. He had me on his shoulders and we were playing basketball and he went to shoot the ball, let go of my feet and I fell and hit my head so hard on the cement. But I swear to God, I remember when this happened, I was watching myself. Like I wasn't even there. I was watching myself fall and I felt the presence of someone and then I was fine. And then I was back in my body and I was fine. And my dad was bawling. We rushed to the hospital. My mom came. They did brain scans. I had to go to the hospital. I was fine. Wow. So yeah. I don't know what that was, but it could have been a death thing. <laughs> well, that cool. actually ties into one of my questions because you hear stories and stuff about how children or maybe animals even are more sensitive to paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. Is that bullshit? What? I don't think so. Oh, really? Hmm. I don't think so. Um, like, we're think... all, like, seeing ghosts <laughs> everywhere when we're kids, and then we somehow forget yeah. that shit. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, it's funny. You, you talked about, you know, things following you home. Yeah. Or, you know, attachments and demons and things. Ooh. And we've had a couple of experiences where we've gone to a few places, and, and 100% definitely, we come home to paranormal activity, after that trip that wasn't there before. And we had a pit bull uh, named Major. And Major was real chill, right? It was just a laid back dog, loved people, never, never bit, growled, snapped at anyone. I'm out of town one night, and this is when we lived in Glen Allen, actually. Um, so I don't know who lives in that house now, uh, but it's not me. Uh, but, uh, Major woke up and the way that the house was is there's upstairs the master bedroom was at one end of the hall and there was a bonus room which was our daughter's our oldest daughter's bedroom at the end of the hall and Major stood at the door at like 2am and just had the low growl Ooh, back hunched scary. up just oh, down the hallway right? and um <laughs> It was loud enough that it woke Lynn up. Well, she tried, she called him like three or four times and he never broke. And she got up and walked to the door and he was just staring down the hallway at my daughter's bedroom. And until she turned the light on, he did not stop. But a couple weeks later, a couple of weeks later, our oldest daughter, who does not, did not believe in the paranormal, complained of hearing voices in her room (laughs) after we got back from this place and we had to take measures to tell it to get get out get the fuck out how did you how do you do that you tell it to get the fuck out (laughs) just like that no it's that simple like sage and stuff so you can and you know and it's i tell people all the time because we do a lot of private investigations for folks right and and they're like look you know we're not we're not exorcists. We're, we, we can't make them leave. We can, we can get people when I'm not one of the guys that goes around and sages and blesses. I know people that do that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you can temper it. But it's not going to go unless it wants to, right? I'm like, Good. bring it on. Please, someone come in here right now. Well, that's part of the thrill of it, right? <laughs> is the, is... I ain't afraid of no ghost. Seriously, I'm like, I want a ghost. So the, there's three perfect examples of, of what you experience with people that don't have experience with the paranormal is they want that experience. And then we've had people, we've had people just like get up and it's been real fun and leave <laughs> right yeah. in the middle of an investigation. Yeah. Like, I don't believe in this stuff. And the next thing you know, they're in their car 15 minutes later, <laughs> starting it and booking. I was like, wait, don't you want, you know, you shaking that? like a leaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, it's, you know, it, it, 13 years we've been doing this, you know, that's a spooky number. It, God, you had to bring that up I didn't think about it like that, but yeah. And one or two times is, is the only time that I've ever really felt like I'm in danger. I need to go. We want to hear about yeah, that. Yes. I was exactly. about to ask you, what was your scariest <laughs> encounter? Um, it's, uh, I don't, I, I hesitate to say demon, right? Because I'm Catholic. Sure. So, Me too. And, and I've Me studied too. up on it, right? So, 
everyone I've ever talked to has said, look, if there is a demon in your house, you are going to freaking know it, right? There's not going to be any knocks on the wall or <laughs> strange voices, right? It's going to be, you know, you're going to be sitting on that couch one day with a blank look on your face and he's going to walk in the room and you're just going to want to kill him because it consumes you. That's me wanting to kill you, Matt. Why am I so scared? <laughs> yeah, that, that happens almost every day. <laughs> I, they do joke that there's a what? demon inside that's me. No, I've named him Rahaketh. No ghost here. That's just Liz. Liz Rahaketh. Liz has done that. I've witnessed it. So, and it, it, honestly, it's one of the things that really kind of annoys me about it is because a lot of people go into these places and the first thing they say is, it's evil, you got to leave, you know, and it, it's not. I mean, like, look, you know, demons, first thing they want to do is, is to... Uh, attach, right? Then they want to suppress and then they want to control. So there's three stages there. So you go through where you're changing from a mental standpoint. Then you're in a great state of depression. Then the voices in your head start telling you to do the Crazy do the deed, no. right? <laughs> do its bidding. Um, Carve. Six 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 into your right. phone. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of. But yeah, so then you got to call a young priest and an old priest at that point. Right? Oh my but, god, yeah. But people are like, houses can be possessed. Well, the Catholic faith believes that an inanimate object, an an object mm. without a soul, cannot be possessed. So there cannot be an exorcism on a house because a house cannot. A demon doesn't want a house, right? <laughs> it wants who's in the house, but it doesn't want the house. Um. But there was a there was an instance, and I I can't say it was a demon. A lot of people have called it a demon. This is local, um, where there is a house that a brutal murder occurred in. In in Richmond. In in in. Yeah, Rico. there's several of those in Richmond. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, uh, um, we see those on the news all the time. So, so across I'll, the street. <laughs> so, so it's the, it's the cabin on 360. It's on it's on 360. Okay. In okay. Um, there was a murder in that house. Um, a um, a boy murdered his um, stepsister um, after he raped her a couple of times. Oh my God. Before she went to school. And he just threw her body out the window and put it in a box and drug it out in the woods and left. Right? Um, and we've investigated that house. And that we feel like there is definitely a controlling presence or energy there that will manipulate you. Uh, it, it did it to me. It's done it to three other people I know. Uh, but when you want to talk about hearing voices in your head, that's 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 kind of the place. And oh my God. it's so we should all go. It's a, yeah, I mean, you can rent it. I mean, you know, yeah, let's do a field I'd trip. I give you the information. I was supposed to be there tomorrow night, but it fell through. But anyway. Oh man. But it, it's one of those places, too. It's like, if you have a bad day, don't go to this place. Right? What it, did it tell you? Uh, it wanted me to punch my, my wife and daughter in the face. Mm. Um, we, had, uh, we, we were in the house, and there was a group of seven or eight of us, half guys, half girls. Um, older gentleman got sick, said, you know, we have to leave. So he and his, he and his daughter left. Um, there was another man in there with us as well who left. And this was over the course of about 30 minutes. Um, I had a recorder in my hand and I couldn't get it to cooperate. I couldn't get it to turn on. It just, it, it wasn't working. Right. So I'm over there just in this chair, like steaming, like my <laughs> level is going up all because this recorder wouldn't come on. And Lynn's looking at me. And asked me if I'm okay. And I just heard this voice that said, you need to punch her in the fucking mouth. Damn. And your daughter too. And I just got up out of the chair and said, I got to go. Wow. Right? Even you had to go. That's well, insane. Lynn said that she saw in my face, like when I looked at her, she said, that, no. that ain't right. <laughs> and and when, I, when I said that, she's like, yes, you need to leave. You need to calm down. So did she feel anything though from the presence or it was no. like targeting more of the men? It was targeting it like, the men. Yeah. It yeah. was slowly oh, driving wow. the men out of the house. So, and then all that were left after I after I left were four other women in the basement, so, which also wasn't ideal. Hmm. But I left. I almost knocked the, the last guy out because he was going out the front door. Oh, I was going out the front door and I almost knocked him down. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, luckily we had uh, Dennis Eslock was on site and helped me ground. But as soon as I left that house, I was fine. I broke down into like my emotional state changed from anger to shame. I was bawling in the yard on my knees and that's not like you at all not right i'm I'm usually the very level yeah. level-headed guy yeah. right but i always tell people i haven't it, it's i've only gone back in there a couple times since then and i always make sure like if 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 my steak isn't cooked right before i get there i don't go in like if i'm in any kind of a mood i just don't go liz don't go there but um if you've been trying to work an app don't go in there but we've gotten evps where there is something in there. And, and when the EVPs come over, they're not good voices. It's like, you know, are you responsible for this? And you hear, yes. Ugh. Right? So we uh. think, and the theory is that it ha- has been in that house and caused the aggression that he had towards his sister in very much the same way. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, I tell people all the time, it's like, that is just a theory. And something that, you know, you kind of have to experience it for yourself, but I hope nobody does, right? Yes. Because I did not like it at all. Oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Boudreaux says, I'm down. Let's go. I mean, we could, we could set it up. <laughs> nope. I, I want to go. I want to go. Yeah, I'll go. Okay. I'm down. So, I know Amy will go, too. But, uh, you know, on the friends. flip side of that, we've also gotten <laughs> things in that house that were related to her. And, you know, we've gotten, we've gotten her name in there um oh, wow. and we've also had people bring flowers in as a memorial into that house and put a vase on a windowsill and it's vacant right and it's not like it's falling apart um we come in the next day and the vase will be on the floor broken mm. and the flowers will just be all over the floor how long mm. ago was the murder i want to say it was in the mid to late 70s if dennis is listening to this he's going to kill me but i you know <laughs> she's dennis Dennis is the, uh, okay, so Dennis is, um, when we go, he's going to be the guy that's going to set it up. Okay. Okay. So he kind of manages the house. Um, But he's also a, uh, he's also a paranormal investigator, and he's a uh, very gifted uh, psychic. Whoa. Oh, I want to go to a psychic. <laughs> I know. Well, I would love to do something also at um, the cemetery because my family from like the 1800s are in um, Oakwood. So uh, speaking of psychics, Liz, Liz, who is that guy who writes on the pad? He's a yeah, he used to be on TLC. And I'm like, what the heck is he doing? And he's just like going crazy yeah, on this pad of paper. His personality. So Dennis um, is a little different. Dennis isn't that kind of psychic. Right, he is. He is a um, Tyler. Henry. Tyler, yeah, that's him. Matt can't see. I don't know why. <laughs> it's something about him. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. There's some psychic psychics. But Dennis is a. Um, I, you know, the way that I can explain his his ability is to um, travel to places, out of body experiences, oh, wow. and communicate that way. So like astral projection. Astral projection type Ooh. thing. My yeah. mom does that. I've heard that. My mom has so many stories of her. She goes to bed and she's in like a half awake, half asleep state. And she leaves her body and like flies to different places. Yeah. God, I have that with like the sleep thing. And one time Paralysis. my Jesus. little brother met her. Like they both were doing it at the same time. She goes, Michael, go to bed. <laughs> so Michael does it too, apparently. Not yeah. me. I've called him just out of the blue. and was like, hey, I'm at a house. And he'd be like, oh, you're at the house. I'm describing the bedroom. (laughs) And I'm like, yes. That's pretty cool. That's insane. He's like, there's an old man in the corner staring at you right now. He just doesn't want to talk to you. Yikes. I'm like, well, thanks. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I know I keep, I have a little story about my brother. One time I was up really late in college at like three in the morning on my laptop and my little little brother opens my door without knocking and he's just standing in the doorway in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. And I'm like, Michael? And he's not saying anything. I'm like, Michael? And his eyes are shut and he's like staring at me though. I'm like, Michael? And I'm like, and then I turn the lights on and I, sh- I know you're not supposed to. I don't care. I shake him. I'm like, Michael? And he's like, what? And I'm like, go back to bed. And then I <laughs> never slept with my door unlocked ever again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's lots of, lots of experiences that we've had. Um, uh, you know, after 
I, I almost now when we go places, it takes a lot to really impress me <laughs> because right? I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've experienced so much, and I'm like, okay, we're definitely going to have to do better than that. But you know, we still to this day capture good evidence, and I wouldn't say that we're out to prove to any because I don't think you can prove. You can't change anyone's mind, mm-hmm. right? I don't think on anything. I think we're still trying to prove it to ourselves, and. I mean, we believe that there is something after that. And it's something that I don't believe that we will ever know the answer to until we're on the other side of that veil. And it's going to go, oh, yeah, Yeah. I can mess with that K2 meter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm doing it now. Like, oh, Matt's marrying somebody else after I die. Uh Uh Uh-oh, bitch. (laughs) My wife says the same thing. It's like, you're not. I'm going to haunt you. Yeah, I always say, I'm like, I'll follow you. John. And she does say that. You told me that you played uh, chess with a ghost. Chess with a ghost, yeah. I didn't. I was there. I set up the chess game. Oh, wow. That's cool. So give us some backstory so, on that. So we were doing an investigation. It was one of the first, it was one of the first investigations we did. It was at the USS Wisconsin in, Nor- uh, in Norfolk. And we were in the Admiral's quarters. And there was a chess, chess game there. And we were, have you seen the flashlight session? Like where they have the flashlights and the flashlights were turned on. Oh, kind of someone's yes, there. No. Yeah. Yeah. So we, 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 we were doing the flashlight thing. We had a REM pod. And a REM pod is a device that it, it works kind of like a metal detector. So when you wave, wave a metal detector over the ground, it detects metal. It breaks that, that magnetic field, field going through and beeps, right? A uh, REM pod does the same thing. It's got an antenna on it that creates an electromagnetic magnetic field around the antenna. And if anything breaks the field of that antenna, it will go off. So it's only susceptible to around five or six inches around the antenna. So we had one of those in there and I was like, oh, chess, do you play chess? Well, the REM pod started going off and a flashlight went off at the same time. I was like, okay, awesome. can anybody else play chess? And this guy was like, I can play chess. So I've got a video of it. I'll share it with you. Yes, um, please. A 20 minute chess game broke out. Oh my gosh. And what would end up happening is that the living would make a move and then they would point to the chess piece on the other side of the board. And when we got to the piece that it wanted to move, the rim pod would go off. Oh, or wow. the oh wow. That's cool. Or, or they would both come on at the same time. And then if it was a piece that had multiple moves, like a knight, we'd say, okay, do you want to move it here, here, or beep, you know, and we would move it. <laughs> well, after about 20 minutes, of this guy doing this with this rim pod. Um, he put, I'll, I'll say the spirit, he put the spirit in checkmate <laughs> and laid his king down. And we had a flashlight that had been sitting on the chess table for the entire 20 minutes, right? It had been going on and off, but it hadn't moved. And all of a sudden, this flashlight started to roll, hit the chess pieces stopped and then rolled hard enough to push the pieces off in to fall in the floor oh, wow. of this ship chilled. after he lost. And we were able to duplicate that twice on two different investigations. Wow. That's crazy. That has to be like the craziest thing I've ever seen. I'm just sitting back there. And I was like, and I was like, this is, this is incredible. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess that's proof in itself to me. Well, so we, so it's, but at the same time, is it? Because something was interacting with it, right? But we don't know what. I mean, we don't know who. Some kind of or energy. Or why, right? Yeah. But that's where the fun comes in. Because you get to kind of write your own story about what it mm-hmm. is that you're interacting with. Was that an admiral that used to stay there? Because, you know, the Navy guys, they're staying, they're, they're, their ship is a lady and they love their lady. And even the lady when they're out. the sea. Yeah. Right. Brandy. So they, that is their home. So... <laughs> If it's their happy place and they want to stay there for a little while, I think they can they can come and go as they please, you know. Um, and I like to think that that's what that was. Wow, that's a, that's incredible. That truly Seriously. is. Seriously, um, I'm trying to think of God. You've told us so many good stories already. Uh, okay, I I do have one. Yes. Have you ever used a Ouija board? Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Um, not since I was 16. <laughs> no. <laughs> I is don't. it a bad idea to use the Ouija board, do you think? Or I is don't that like bullshit? them. That's a good question. I don't, I don't like them per se. Um, I don't tell people not to use them. 
I just think it's one of those things that if we can talk to a spirit through an iPhone or a voice recorder or can ask him to open a door or, or do something like that, why the hell can't they move that little thing around on a, on a board, right? That's true. I think at the yeah. end of the day, it, it's still, it's just a game. It's a piece of cardboard with a piece of plastic, right? But I think that, I think that with, with anything, right, your intent is what drives it. Right, your energy and its energy. So if you believe it, it's more likely to happen. I think I don't think anybody that sits down a Ouija board and says this is never going to work. It's never going to work. But it worked for me <laughs> in middle school. I asked it, "Am I going to go out with Seamus Donovan?" And it said yes. <laughs> and we went out for like a week. Yeah, I don't. That. I don't think I've ever tried a Ouija <laughs> board before. That's a me either. My family is super Catholic and always told me not to. So it's not something we'd be like, okay, we're going to pull this out of the backpack. No, yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. Um, and but at the same time, some people do. And at that point, it's like to each to each their own. Oh, seances. Do a lot of those or no? Sure. Yeah, I have. Okay. Um, and a seance to me is just a it's a glorified uh, EVP session. I mean, when you sit in a dark room, whether you're sitting at a couch or a table holding hands or whatever. And we actually have something that we do uh, in investigations where we will form a circle and hold hands. Uh, and we'll ask the same question over and over and over and over all the way around. Each person takes a turn and then we're thinking that question in our mind while the person's asking it. And we get great responses that way. Oh, that's cool. So kind of a combined energy effect type of thing. Um, similar to sitting down at a table, holding hands and, but I have, I've set a tape, I mean, I've set a candle up um, in the middle of a table in a, in a peaceful, quiet room and waited for that flicker and asked questions and asked to make noises and gotten responses. Sure. I kind of want to do it. Let's do it after the <laughs> well, episode. Well, I think it's fun. I, okay, I'm I, You know what I want to do? I want to bring my recorder tonight because I want to do an EVP oh. session. Okay, <laughs> so another question I have are, do you offer, I know this already, but for the people listening, do you offer ghost experiences to the public? How can people sign up? Sure. So um, RVA is, RVA Paranormal is small team, just me and Lynn and uh, our daughter, Kristen, who took a, took to it i guess when she was 16 and of course she's getting ready to turn 21 next week so party yeah. over here getting, getting her drunk um, <laughs> but yeah so one of the things that we do is we we collaborate with other teams in the area that that do public events one of the one of the largest in this area is uh, transcend paranormal um steve dills and them they've been a team for over 20 years um, and they, they do Hanover Tavern. I don't know if you know where that is. Oh yeah. Um, they do, they got a ghost hunt coming up there. Um, it is the spooky season. So a lot of that. So we've got one coming up at the exchange hotel this weekend in Gordonsville. Oh, um, we're doing a ghost walk slash investigation on Friday night. And then, uh, a, another investigation on Saturday for a larger group. Um, but there's some things you, you can follow, uh, haunted nights, paranormal events on Facebook, uh, is a group that we work with. Um, and they do a lot of out there. So they're doing like St. Albans. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Radford, that's, on our, that's on our list. We're um, going, <laughs> you know, the Dunlora hotel in mineral Virginia, the Dunlora Inn is a, is another great place. Um, we've been to Illinois, oh, Gettysburg. Nice. We're going to Gettysburg this oh, that's month. That's awesome. Um, but they go to a lot of out of their out there locations and then um uh transcend tends to do more kind of in in the richmond immediate richmond area scotchtown i know you've heard of scotchtown mm -hmm. uh one of the most haunted places there is by the way very <laughs> underrated if wow. you want to experience ghosts but yeah um so you know you can follow us on facebook follow transcend paranormal on facebook haunted nights paranormal events on facebook and they're always posting things where you can go and the, and the prices range anywhere from 40 or 50 bucks to, you know, VIP packages, 120 <laughs> yeah, right. where you can, you know, you go, but a lot of these things, a lot of these, you can stay in there all night. I mean, just 
you know, bring a sleeping bag, Henricus Historical Park, right down the mm-hmm. road. Oh, yep, we've been there. Been there before. Spent the and night done in that place, and I would tell you what, it takes. Don't don't go prepared to sleep. I can tell you oh, that damn. because, yeah, it's kind of a crazy. They're there place to too. fright you. Do you think spirits are more active during Halloween? Do you think Halloween has like, uh, like a a, a certain presence? I do, <laughs> I, but I think a lot of people put. Their, their vibe and energy put it oh, out there. Oh, that's true. It's kind of like the Christmas spirit type thing. Mm. I mean, there are just as many people that like, you know, Halloween is like Christmas. I'm one and of them. I feel like there's more people that like Halloween. I love Halloween's my favorite. The Halloween decorations definitely come out. But I think, yeah. So I think that when you're in that kind of a spooky vibe, that, yeah, your your energy is a catalyst. It feeds off of it. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think it picks up. Maybe the spirits are... A- our creation because of the energy you never it, know yeah well i mean that's another theory is that it's there that that is just a manifestation of ourselves that would suck <laughs> yeah you could i mean there are so many theories out there and like i said that's one of those things you're just not going to know till you get you get there right yeah. until yeah. you get on the other mm-hmm. side and you know that Damn oh, it. oh we had this pegged all wrong like yeah. these people are wasting their time <laughs> or, you know, or, oh my gosh, everything that they said was real and I can, or the multiverse is real. Yeah. Or, I believe in the multiverse. Actually, this is See, a I simulation. Believe, <laughs> yeah, I believed in the multiverse long before Marvel did. I can tell you that. Right <laughs> and one of the craziest theories that I, I gave somebody that blew their mind was like everything, energy and sound and everything is in a wave. It's waves, different frequencies, mm-hmm. sharp, low. What if it's just those energies and those waves are different? like time and spirit oh my energy God, yeah. and eventually at some points they just they they, they kind of cross and you're stuck in the middle and that's at the exact point at the exact point in time where you can actually communicate with them that's like that show that we watched what was it where the girl that guy was like watching videotapes in a bunker and then suddenly he's oh. like seeing someone from nineteen eighty three or Archive eighty one or something. Yeah, Archive eighty one. Yeah, something like that. Oh my god, that one was really good. People check it out if you haven't watched it. <laughs> but there's so many theories out there and I love them all. Like I, I really don't know, but each each theory brings a different way to approach. So and and a lot of people do it different. We do it a lot different than anybody else. So I could walk into a haunted, I mean, well, haunted house. I could walk into an alleged haunted house <laughs> with yeah. a alleged <laughs> with a with a video camera and a microphone, and come out of there with tons of evidence and people that go in there and just throw gear out all over the floor that looks like a Christmas tree, and get nothing. But I tell people all the time, it's like if if this was my house, and I walked into your living room. And you had like 15 K2s on the floor, green lights everywhere. I'm leaving because you're crazy. You know, I'm not staying there. I don't want to talk to you. You're nuts. Um, But, you know, some of the best interactions that we've gotten is just setting a recorder down and having a conversation like we're having now and then pausing and then seeing if we get a response that's joining us in the conversation. I bet we could do it and like we'll go offline, but we'll just keep the recording on so we can all hear each other like this. I'm sure it would happen. It's going to happen. I want to do it. I think we should. Um, We could definitely set that up. (laughs) What about dreams? Like, do you think that people actually are visiting you or is it more of your mind? I think that the mind is one of those things that we're never going to. Like, we'll never know until we're on the other side. (laughs) Well, the mind is very powerful. I mean, the mind is the thing that convinces you that that door opening is not a ghost or that it is a ghost. Um, but yeah, I think that that is a way that they can let us know that they're there. Um, I mean, I've experienced it. Uh, Lynn's experienced it with my mom. Um, three days after my mom passed away, we were in the hotel room and I was kind of upset that my mom hadn't made it a, made a, <laughs> a made an attempt to come and say, say something mm-hmm. to me to let me know that she's okay. And that night, Lynn had a dream that my mom was standing beside her in a white gown, grabbed her arm. She woke up and my mom told her, take care of him. And gone. Just that quick. And she woke up cold sweat. She's like, your mom was just here. And I'm like, 
damn it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I believe that. So, and it's and kind of a similar thing when my dad passed away. Like, dad didn't come say bye to me, you know? And then one of the things that my dad used to always do is put his hand on my head when I was a kid. And he would just kind of squeeze your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm laying in bed. I'm like, dad, when are you to come see me? And I felt a hand on my head. <laughs> wow. And it's just squeezed me. And then it was gone. I was like, thank you. That's all I wanted. Right. But, you know, mom, don't, I mean, she, every once in a while, she'll come to me in a dream and it's such a vivid dream. Like just letting me know. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. It was really strange. We've had, <clears throat> we've been on investigations and had people's relatives come through in an investigation. Like we'd be in a beautiful plantation house investigating, you know, ye old history and, Somebody else is like, sorry, I'm busting in yeah. here. <laughs> Ye old. Exactly. So, I, th- I mean, I think they do, I think I think energy does stay with us. I think it let, has different ways of letting us know that it's there. Uh, we just have to be smart enough to and open <laughs> enough to, to accept it and understand it and listen to it. Yep. Yep. That's so true. All right, y'all. We could talk about this all day, but we must move on. Thank you so much for joining us. Not a problem. Thank you. Let's do a word from our sponsors first. Let's break this up. (laughs) Are you thirsty? I'm always thirsty. Well, (laughs) lucky for you, I have this Coastal Rosé Watermelon Spritz. (gasps) Can I have some? You can. And you know what's awesome about it? It's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and Liz, you know some more facts that I feel like I don't know. Uh, yes, I believe it is sweetened with monk fruit to keep your <laughs> blood sugar. Wow, monk fruit. Where does yes. that come from? From the monks. Yes, exactly. Hmm. What she said. Um, <laughs> it also is the only spritz you'll find with 100% real fruit juice. That way you know it's good. That, so, sound, that sounds amazing. Everyone drank up. Drink where where can spirit? I get this so-called beverage? Oh, I'll tell you. Benchtop <laughs> Brewery and Corks and Kegs. All right. Well, we co- were just there this past weekend. Color me food. there. That's it. Color me coastal. And I mean, you can also drink other things at Benchtop, and there's a great selection oh. of everything else at Corks and Kegs. So it's a win-win. I've Go heard. I've places. heard they have beer there. Is that true? No, or is that a myth? No, but we don't I, care about the beer. We want the spice. Okay. Okay. Oh. But you know what? If I want to work that. Shit off. Where am I going to go? I'll tell you damn where to go. You're going to Maya's Belly Dancing, and we're going to go to the one on Broad Street at the dance space because that's close to us. But if you live in the Midlothian area, have no fear. Maya offers a belly dancing class every Wednesday at 5.30 at Tangueros. And then there's also a new class on Wednesdays at the dance place later in the evening. So go to her website, MyasBellyDancing.com, and check it out. Or any social media platform, Instagram, Facebook, or oh, I think those, cetera, those are the only two. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's move on to the fun shit. All right. I have a funny question for you. If you were a ghost, how, who and how would you haunt that person? Oh, God. Um, who? Like, who would you haunt, and how would you do it? Just one? Well, if you... I feel like I would multiple haunt people. Everyone. Legions of... <laughs> um, how would I do it? This is weird. I'd haunt my brother. <laughs> yeah, because he is, he is kind of one of those that knows what I do, and he's kind of... He's had some experiences, but he's also very kind of... He's easy to scare. And I imagine that I would do it kind of similar <laughs> to they did in uh, in Beetlejuice, you know, where you kind of you pull mm-hmm. your head back and yeah. pull your eyeballs we out are, of your head. Like I would be like the scary guest. Let me oh tell you, God. we are so familiar with that movie. We've yes, seen we it are. about fifty times. As a trio, see it every year. Uh, or or I would do some really stupid shit. Like as soon as he opens the door, I would just push the door a little bit so he runs into <laughs> it. You know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. that's hilarious. All right. So I've got a question and uh, it's a a hypothetical. Let's say I start my own business where I'm, you know, hunting ghosts around town. You know, I have my own vehicle. And uh, what what happens if you cross the streams? Um, I imagine it would be uh, destructive. (laughs) It would be the end of all life on Earth as we know it. (laughs) 
don't cross the streams. Yeah, do not. Unless you have the key master and... Um, the gatekeeper. Yeah, the gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. She was hot. I oh, that right smoking. I, would, I was watching. I would love to be the key master. <laughs> God, I love Let me tell you, she was out, out of his league. That was for sure. I know. He was probably pretty pissed off when he brought him back. It's like, damn it. It's like, do you remember any of that? No? God. Um, if you got into a confrontation with a ghost, what cuss words would you use to repel it? Oh. <laughs> um, uh, Fuck! Piss off? I mean... Piss off! <laughs> better to be pissed off than pissed on? Or, right? Fuck off, mate! <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one, though. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there is probably like a... Um, Something funny with a you standard know, incantation, like <laughs> like I probably tell it knock knock jokes and shit like that. I ain't afraid of no fucking ghost. What? No. <laughs> no, but yeah. Actually, I've done. I've told a ghost. Oh, dad jokes. We told dad. Oh, that's jokes funny. To ghost. <laughs> what? Were job? they amused? <laughs> I mean, I think so. Yeah, we got we got some responses. I think we even got one laugh, and then we, told, we got one get out. Just, I mean, just I, one laugh. Get out. <laughs> Get out. If we had gotten a lot of laughs, that would probably been the one. That gets, oh, that's nice. But yeah, so that's one of the crazy things we do. We always tell not night jokes and dad jokes. That's fun. I like that. It is fun, and that's what it's about. It's about having fun. It yeah. can be all serious, but you know, at the end of the day, we like to have a good time. We enjoy <laughs> we enjoy doing it so much. It's just you know, let's go in here and just act like act like normal people and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I, my um, grandma lived in Darlington Heights, another small town. We were talking about small towns before we started recording, um, outside of Farmville. And it was a schoolhouse where like all the grades went because it was basically like 20 people in the town. Um, so we got abandoned. And whenever we would stay there as kids, we would go walk through the abandoned schoolhouse at night. And my great uncle Sonny would always do something to scare the shit out of us. <laughs> but... Uh, it's so oh, yeah. funny, like, you were talking about how your brother's so easy to scare, yeah. like, half of us would always end up, like, running back to the house as fast as we can, because we got, like, so freaked out. He was so good at that. He would get, like, my uncles or other people to, like, go into the schoolhouse with, like, a lantern, and, oh, like, God. it would look like there was something floating in there. Who knows? Maybe it... I could never tell if he was serious or not. Like, was it ghost? Was it not? Was yeah. it a combination? We'll never know. We, we do make it a point to try to scare the shit out of one another. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you some I stories about that. Like All right. Pee wait, a wait, wait. Bit type things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's hilarious. Elizabeth, will you ask your husband to drop it on us? Yes, please drop it on us. All right. Daddy. I'm here to drop it on y'all. And uh, today's topic is a spooky topic. It has to do with the top cemeteries of Richmond. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the top cemeteries and some fun <laughs> facts and the, the residents in them. The residents. Yes. <laughs> the permanent residents. So starting off, and I'm going to talk about the number one um, Richmond cemetery, and that is Hollywood Cemetery. You may have heard of it. It's located next to Oregon Hill, and it was originally known as Harvey's Woods before it Ooh. became a cemetery. Oh, interesting. And so can you guys guess where Hollywood got its name? Hollywood. Um, the, there were a lot of holly trees. You're right. Correct. Holy shit. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. And so... <laughs> what do I win? You... <laughs> Brand new Once, car. Oh my god! No, definitely not a brand new one. An encounter with a ghost. And so, Liz, you are just that good. It came from the holly trees on the hills of the property. And Hollywood Cemetery it was dedicated in 1849, and some of the famous residents of it are in the president circle: oh. uh, James Monroe, John Tyler. Uh, a president of the Confederate States, Jefferson Davis. <laughs> and also there were 28 Confederate generals, including George Pickett and J.E.B. Stewart, and also 18,000 Confederate soldiers. And this is kind of an interesting thing I found. Hollywood Cemetery is known for the Richmond Vampire. Ooh. What? Yes. I've never heard of that. Tell, tell, tell. No. Oh my God, that is like... 
world famous. Yes, so it's an urban legend that in the mausoleum of W.W. Pool (laughs) holds the remains of a vampire that was run out of England in the 1800s. Is it Dracula? Yeah, I was about to say that. And uh, some say that the two W's, they look like teeth, like pointed teeth when you look at the... Well, we've never seen that. We've got to go investigate. Well, we have to go. (laughs) And uh, another interesting fact is uh, once you enter the cemetery, you you see the memorial stone of Odorus Arungus of Guar. And so his body actually isn't there because he had a a Viking funeral, and so it's just a memorial Uh. stone. He had a Viking funeral. That's kind of like yes, he that's did. Rock star, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, that would be a that's terrible what I want. legacy being buried in Hollywood Cemetery. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> and so, uh, moving on, this one is close to home. This is Oakwood Cemetery. That's where my family is. And so, this is the the east end of Richmond, north of Church Hill. It's a whopping 176 acres, established in 1847. It has a total of 48,000 graves, 17,000 Confederate s- soldiers, and a lot of them came from Chimborazo Hospital. Right across the street Which from is house. right across the street. And so uh, they had a, you know, a lot of deaths, burials in, in uh, Oakwood. And one of the famous close to home is John Walker McKendry. This is kind of an interesting story. Liz and I, we tried to find the, the tombstone, and you oh, know, backstory Matt had tried to find it for a whole weekend before this happened, correct? And he's pretty thorough, and I'm extremely thorough. And so, Liz uh happened to go by and she's like, Oh, uh, why don't we uh go over there? Uh, I, I think he's over there. No, and- I just said something's making me want to turn that way, I don't know why, but I do. And he was literally like the whole family was right there, and it was in like a crazy back corner, something was just telling me to go that way. It's like I walked straight there. It was and lo and behold, there he was in the whole family. <laughs> so Liz had some good in- intuition or spiritual guidance. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, uh, St. John's Church in Church Hill, which is another one close to home. This was established in the 1740s and was the first Ooh. public cemetery of Richmond. And one of the famous people buried is Elizabeth Arnold Poe, who is the mo- mother of Edgar Allan Poe, and also a signer of the, the Declaration of Independence, George Wythe. Mark. <laughs> and moving on to Shaco Hill Cemetery, and that is located on Hospital Street on Shaco Hill. That was established in 1820. It was after St. John's Cemetery became full, and so this was the next <laughs> place. <laughs> they ran out of room. Yeah, they ran out of room there. So there's uh, 36,000 burials, 12.7 acres. John Marshall is buried there. He was a chief justice, uh, and we happen to live next to Marshall Street. Claudius Crozet, uh, and you may have heard of him, Crozet, Virginia. Yes. He was a famous civil engineer. And Edgar Allan Poe's fiance, who is considered to be the Lenore of the poem <gasps> The Raven. Nevermore, nevermore. <laughs> and also, Poe's foster parents are buried there and his friends. And he used to visit Shaco Hill often. Wait, He's- I thought he didn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> he well, lied. <laughs> little known fact, he had friends. He was too emo to admit it. I, yeah. <laughs> All right, and I, I wanted to give you some tips. Uh, if you've got some plots you want to want to unload, <laughs> we just did this a couple. It took years, believe me. And let me tell you, it plural years, and it's one of the hardest things I've ever tried to sell. So, and I've got some tips for you. Uh, the place you want to sell them, Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. And so, Don't be going on eBay with you. No, no. <laughs> and so when you go to the cemetery, they give you, you know, they give you an appraisal. They said, oh, you know, it's like $10,000. It sold nowhere near that. It's because burial just isn't nearly as popular. It's cremation. That's, that's the trend. But you can still bury your cremated loved ones. So, My grandpa you know. was cremated and buried. So if you want to unload those plots, make a good deal. Take some good pictures and post them on Facebook Marketplace. You know, you'll eventually have a buyer. And so that concludes Drop It On Us Big Daddy. 
All right. Well, that brings us to restaurant of the week. All right. Olivia, what is yours? Well, last weekend, Liz took me and Matt and Alejandro took me to Little Nickel Tiki Bar. It was not my first time, but it feels like the first time every time I go. It feels like a foreigner song? It does. (laughs) We had the flaming poo-poo platter. We had Callum. I think I already went over this. It was flaming. I went over this in the beginning of the episode. So why don't you tell us what to order? Flaming (laughs) poo-poo platter. (laughs) Calamari. Pork. Hawaiian bowl. (laughs) Coconut cream pie. And all the cocktails are really good. But I recommend the huge punch bowl because you can share it with everyone or just keep it to yourself because apparently there's a rule you have to have four people but I've definitely only shared it with one one other person and I drank the whole thing myself so not this time because she and I pretty much <laughs> pounded through that one but <laughs> it really is good everyone should go um, and super score because we didn't have to wait for a table and there were four of us and usually you do and the bathroom so. is really cute Yes, it I looks know. like, I feel like Liz was inspired at her, in her house to cre- recreate the bathroom. I kind of was. It's true. Thank you, little nickel. <laughs> Celebrate the moments of your life. Um, <laughs> my um, restaurant of the week is Blue Atlas, located at 1000 Carlisle Avenue in Fulton. A little, it, I think Fulton's overlooked. There's, there's some good places out there. And the view from Blue oh. Atlas out on the back deck at night, oh my God, mwah, chef's kiss to a great meal. Agreed. Um, but when you're there, it's really hard to tell you guys what to order because they are so good, they change the menu every two months. So it's actually been like a month since I've been there and they've changed it. But looking at the menu, I can tell you the crispy harissa cauliflower, mm, slap your mama good. <laughs> Like, that's been on the menu for a while, because we had that. So definitely get that. Steak frite. We had another steak. I think it was like the Peruvian steak last time, and it was And so it was. Good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It melted in your mouth. So I'm sure these steak frites will melt as well. Um, and then for drinks, I had the Time Up last time, which is still on the menu. Might have had several. It has Sears vodka, grapefruit, St. Germain, and soda. Mmm, yummy. But... This new drink looks really good. I'm going to have to go there just to try it. It's the Snake Bite Gimlet. Ooh, that sounds it has Virago gin, lime juice, Granny Smith apple juice, and jalapeno and rosemary. Mm. Delish. All right. Well, um, that brings us to what kind of haunted houses can we talk about? Let's just throw some at y'all that you could go see. We've talked about them a billion times on the podcast, but finally it's spooky season. I know, right? So Red Vane Haunted House is really fun, especially if you do the VIP pass because they, if you like scary stuff, because they can touch you and like throw blood on you and it's extra scary and they can kidnap you and I love it. It's so fun. (laughs) It's really fun. John is over here nodding. I know Red Vane. Um, And then also one of my favorite um, Halloween events is the Fallout Monster Ball. If you like the Fallout Club downtown, it's really fun and it's very Halloween y. And you don't have to be a member to go. And it's haunted. <coughs> All right. It's haunted. <laughs> and I've Fallout's got a... haunted? How do you well, how do you know? I know. He knows things. I know. <laughs> Whoa. He has the knowledge. And I've got a couple places. There is Creepy Hollow Scream Park in Ashland, Virginia. And I was doing my research. There's a place called Shocktober, which is a uh, haunted house. It was voted the fifth scariest haunted house in the USA. So check those out, guys. Otherwise, we have our shout outs. I'd like to shout out Blue Atlas. Um, I'd like to shout out Spot of Life, U of R, for another fun tailgating experience. Olivia, Matt? I'm going to shout out. Little nickel. nickel. I always get it mixed up with uh, MPM Tiki Bar because they're both Tiki Bars. Uh, shout out to Creepy Hollow Scream Park because that one is really fun too. They like put you by a fire and like they read you like a story, like a spooky story, and then they bring you into the woods. And then Red Vein, that's more of like an inside attraction. Like it's both in and out, but there's a lot of like inside the house and in a basement, and it's scary. And it's also blows everything out of the water. I think Red Vane is the best. 
That's just my personal opinion. Matt? Excellent. Shout out to the cemeteries of Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> shout out to RVA Paranormal. That, yep, mm-hmm. that was my next shout out. Do I get shout outs? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. The only one, though. <laughs> no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's got to be a good one. Uh, shout out to uh, local here, Haunts of Richmond. Yes. I uh, love those guys. They do some tours as well. They got a pub crawl. I love Ooh. the pub crawl. The pub. The pub Are they crawl. doing one on uh, like that Saturday of every, Halloween? I think they're every weekend. Oh. Yeah. Great folks. We'll go. We're, um, we're doing it. And Haunted Nights Paranormal Events. And if y'all want to get super crazy on your, your haunted houses... St. Albans does a haunted house. Oh, yeah, okay. we want to oh go. God, We've already talked going. about yes. it for a month, and Holy I will guarantee shit. you, you'll shit yourself. Where? Do, when I is that? Is it happening myself. right now? I think it's going to start happening like here in the next week. Like if it's I not already that. happening, and they Elizabeth, run it for, we have to go. Yeah. I know. All right. Well, I feel like that's I can't gonna, wait. That that's a wrap. Too, I'm sorry. That's a wrap <laughs> for the spooky Halloween episode. May the force be with you. And with your spirit. All right, guys. <laughs> Let us know what you think of the episode. Facebook, Instagram. Check us out. Yeah, maybe we'll put up a poll about, like, what's your favorite haunted experience oh, yeah, around town. And also, you guys, be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. It really helps. If you do it on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen, please uh, take a few minutes out of your day. Give us a rating and a review. It it really helps, like I said. And follow us on Instagram at olala underscore RVA. Yeah, if we become famous, you guys might become famous too. You never so know. Help it, and then help face, us get there, right? face, <laughs> Facebook at olala RVA. Same thing. And then if you want to email us, just look on our socials. It's all there. Word. All right, y'all stay freaky out there. Woo. See you next time. Bye, John. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.